somebody's listened to this show this long and was expecting a scripted show. <laughs> they know. That's not happening. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, real quick before we get started, first of all, I wanted to thank everybody for joining us on the show and for listening uh, to all my loyal listeners. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, continuing to listen and support the show. If you can go on to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen and subscribe to the show, that would be fantastic. Spread the word too. I'd love to, you know, have this reach more and more people. So if you could share it on social media or, or, or and just talk about it to other people, that would be fantastic. And the last thing is if you can go on to iTunes and give us a rating review, uh, hopefully five stars. That would be great as well. It just helps us spread the word more and it helps us get continue to get uh, really good guests on the show. We've had some fantastic guests and I just want to be able to continue to bring fantastic value to you. Go on to our Facebook page too, Pillars of Wealth Facebook page. And I'd like to hear from, from you as a listener of you know, what you're doing in business, what you've got going on, what you are maybe struggling with or uh, being successful with, and then what we can do on the show to help push you to that next level. Maybe uh, questions we can ask our guests, maybe guests that we can get on the show to talk about certain topics, certain things that are really neat, you're needing uh, some, some extra support with. So provide for us some feedback on Facebook, um, and you can also share this out on, on social media. That would be fantastic as well. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being a, uh, being a either new listener or a loyal listener. I definitely appreciate it. And we will get started with the show. Welcome back to another edition of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of masterminds. And so with that, here is our host, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Uh, weather outside is beautiful. It's freaking hot out there. I just went for a run, and I, could, I, I was so exhausted because I was so hot. It was unreal. So, yeah, it's it's warm. I'm not used to this, what, almost 90 degrees today. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and now people from, like, Florida are laughing at me going, 90 degrees, that's not that hot. But for us in, in Minnesota, like, a few weeks ago, we were, you know, battling with 40 degrees. So, <laughs> so it's a little different. But, hey, it's nice. I'll take it. It's sunny. It's beautiful. So we're, yeah. we're good. So. You can't complain, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I wanted to talk about masterminds and just kind of the power of masterminds and and, and honestly just connections, like, like similar. It doesn't have to be necessarily a formal mastermind, but we'll talk about formal masterminds and kind of just the uh, ins and outs of them and, and why you should maybe think about being a part of one or some sort of group uh, that you can be a part of, so... Uh, before we get going, John, anything new that you want to uh, talk about? Um, not a whole lot. I I did just go to uh, another 
uh, Minnesota Real Estate Journal conference this morning, yeah. one on property management. Okay. Um, it doesn't fully apply to me because I'm no longer a property manager, but you know, the people in that space are, are very much intertwined with what we do. Sure. And so I wanted to just kind of check in and see what's going on in that industry. So, uh, yeah. So, so, kind of so what's going on in that industry? <laughs> yeah, well, they, they talked a lot about, well, one thing I'll say is, is they talked about property management uh, in a broader perspective than you and I typically talk about it. We're sure. mostly thinking about multifamily. Yep. They have a lot of other property managers uh, that are dealing with industrial, with office, yep. um, retail, and that type of stuff. Um, so it was a broader perspective than I typically come from. Um, also, they they differentiated uh, people that are an asset manager versus a property manager versus a facilities manager. Um, because, you know, you have those different roles. Yep. I think more so in those other asset classes. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially in to some of those commercial, but I mean, it really depends on the multifamily. We have asset managers in multifamily, especially if you're doing syndications um, or REITs or anything like that, but um, facilities manager, uh, you kind of have that too. I mean, you have your on-site manager, we call, I call them on-site managers, but same, same thing. Um, so, but, Cool. Yeah. Any, any, uh, anything that you really took from the uh, meeting today or that stood out to you? Um, well, I guess, you know, they, they talked about technology. They're, they're getting to become more, pro, more efficient when using different types of technology, which is kind of raising expectations of what they can, can and should accomplish. And at the same time, it's not raising, uh, you know, their fees, their fees are they're, they're you know, they're kind of complaining their fees are getting squeezed while their expectations are being raised. So interesting. Um, what do I take away from that or, or that the conference as a whole? Um, I don't know, I guess more just an appreciation for what, for what they do. It's kind of a thankless job. I know from being in it, um, and uh, just appreciation for the work that they do. And, um, you know, you, you got to um, work hard to find a good property manager. But when you find that one or, or however many you have, but, uh, you know, take good care of them and, and make sure they stick with you. So, Well, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. It's, it's very hard to find good property management. I think that's Part of the reason why it might be a thankless job and the other thing is they're kind of behind the scenes, but uh, one of the more important aspects of being able to properly run a, a, you know, a property, and we don't probably talk enough about property management um, because it is so important. You know, it's, it's, we as investors oftentimes think of finding properties, right? You want to find this best property. We're especially in this market. We're really looking to find a property, and it's very hard to find properties. And we don't talk a lot about operations or think about operations, but that's going to be the difference between a good and bad uh, property, especially in a normalized market, or a especially 
in a market that is, is in a down cycle, that's where property management really, really um, can be extremely important is right now things are, everybody looks like a genius. You know, it doesn't matter how good of a property manager you are or how bad of a property management are, you still look good because when rents are increasing by five to 8% a year, I mean, you look pretty dang good. But when rents are increasing at 0% or negative percent, that's easy to look bad. And, and that's, that's the biggest challenge is fighting those good property managers are going to help make your property actually look still pretty good during that down cycle. Um, and I think property managers get, just get the, the bad rap because that's, that's, you talk about them when they're bad, right? You don't talk about when they're good. When they're good, you want to keep them to yourself somewhat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it was interesting. It was good. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's talk about these masterminds. Um, well, I guess I can give a quick update. I, I not Nothing too crazy, too new. Uh, working at trying to get another property under contract and, and still work on, you know, keeping these couple properties that I got going on right now, you know, keeping them moving and stabilized. And um, I've got two of the properties I purchased uh, in 2018. And uh, finally, things are really clicking with those properties. So it's the one, it's been a long, kind of just a a long road, Uh, didn't have a lot of positives going on with the property. We had some good work happening to it. But not as fast as what we wanted. And we also had just things that went wrong that have been challenging, very challenging with the property. We've had uh, roofs that started to leak. We had plumbing issues. We had gas line. Uh, We had had like a plumbing line burst in the middle of the street. We had a gas line that uh, cracked. We had all kinds of different things. And so we've had a lot of different challenges at the building. It's, It's caused you know, our whole progress to really slow down. Uh, but now, you know, I had my, I have a weekly call, uh, which is really important if you're going to be operating, uh, especially with a third party, but even on your own, you want to make sure you're talking with the property management team uh, often. And so I have a, a weekly scheduled phone call. And typically I talk with um the staff more than just once a week, but we have a weekly scheduled call where we go through certain data points. And, uh, you know, today was a great call because we're looking at our occupancy levels and they're really improving. We've got a lot of move-ins coming in. So we're, we're going from what was of pretty low occupancy now to getting to a, a much more stabilized asset and, Things are going well. We, we have on one property, we have got 20, uh, what is it, 26 units being delivered this month. Um, so that's going to be, by delivered, I mean they were being renovated. And so they'll be coming on the market for people to rent. And actually, a lot of those have already um, came up and we are renting those, uh, which is great. So we've got eight of those uh, 26 that are already rented and, uh, and uh, quite a few applications on others. So, uh, so that, that's a main focus, making sure the properties are running well and, and then, you know, looking for others and the market's tight and I'm not, I'm not 
I'm not about to just go buy a property just to buy a property. I feel like I'm seeing that from a lot of people and that's just not the style that I want to be in. Um, so anyways, all right, let's move on to masterminds then. John, you had a mastermind. Why did you want to start a mastermind? What was the idea behind it? Uh, yeah, I had a, a mastermind here, the, the brokerage we're at. And I mean, and that was one of the things that attracted me to this brokerage. It's a fairly large company. We have several agents. I think right now we're over 700 agents. And to me, by the way, I just saw that it's the number three top place to work in the state of Minnesota. I didn't see that, but that's great. Yeah. yeah so, and it is because um, when you look at compensation uh, options for real estate agents, this is the best place to be. Yeah. And you have, you know, and then you, you also have great, you know, this is not the point of the discussion here, but when you have, uh, you know, great support in the office and the great uh, just ways to market your business. It, it's really helpful being a real estate agent. But anyways, yeah. you know, being around all these other people that have all this experience um, in the different uh, aspects of real estate, you know, uh, there's so many different situations and scenarios that you run into and, and you can't have all the answers yourself. Right. Um, and so having all these people to, to look to for help, for assistance, for ideas, for collaboration. Um, to me, it was just a, a great, great thing to do. So. Cool. Um, so tell me, uh, I, I think it's, it's good to talk about your experience that uh, you had here, if you're okay with it. Um, and I'm just making, making you be okay with it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> So tell me about your experience, you know, how did it start out? What, what did you do? And then as it continued, you know, what went right and wrong? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for this, but that's so, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I started out just, we do have a, a Facebook group as I think many companies do. And, and that's also called our, our mastermind group but I, I wanted to have something in person. So I, I just created like a, a monthly meetup for our agents and um, we just got together and we would have a topic uh, that we would discuss. We would have somebody in the group present about something they felt was either going really well in their business or something that they've recently developed or something that they have a challenge with. And so, you know, we kind of had somebody present and then, um, yeah, just collaborated on those different things. Um, like I said, it was like a monthly meetup and I, this particular one went on for, I'd have to check, but maybe about a year. Um, and it, we did kind of discontinue it for now. Uh, I was the main kind of person leading it and I've gotten busy with other you know, aspects of my business. So had to make some decisions about what to spend my time on. Yeah. So. But, but why, tell me why you, so you had to decide what to spend time on. A mastermind can be very good, very powerful, very uh, solid for your business. So why was that? Why did that take the back seat then? Yeah. Um, so I, 
I think we did for some reason we didn't get enough um, interest. Yeah. Um, so even though we, I, you know, I really appreciate the agents we have here. We are spread out over the Twin Cities quite a bit. We're, this is our one office here in Bloomington for all 700 agents, which means most agents work from home and are work on the road as they go place to place showing houses. Yeah. Um, so, you know, either the time, the day, the location might not have worked for everybody. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I guess in this season, we just didn't have enough in, uh, participation is the word. So. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, no, I, I appreciate your, you know, your honesty. And I know I put you on the spot cause I, we didn't really prep for this episode, but, um, you know, I, don't I just, tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. Um, <clears throat> sometimes it's good to just talk and, and get your thoughts out there too. You know, I mean, that's, that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear a scripted uh, program all the time. Some people would like that, but uh, that's just not how I, how you know, I am. Somebody's listened to this show this long and was expecting a scripted show. <laughs> they know. That's not happening. Hey, I'm super excited to announce the North Star Real Estate Conference that uh, I am putting together along with a few other friends. And we are expecting to have a great crowd there. This is going to be September 20th and 21st in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities area and hey it'll still be warm and we're going to have a ton of great speakers there we're going to have uh, some motivational speakers we're expecting to have uh, speakers talking about a lot of different commercial real estate topics multifamily and commercial real estate so we want you there we would love to have uh, a great crowd there we would love to have you there and the cool thing with this conference is all the profits are going to uh, benefit charity they're going to benefit junior achievement specifically who they uh, serve underserved uh, youth and they, they bring financial education to them they not only teach financial education but they teach the, the kids how to be entrepreneurs how to be business leaders and how to really do fantastic things after they're out of school and, and moving on. So that's who we're uh, going to be benefiting. We're going to also have a charity gala. It's going to be a fun event and I'd love to have you attend. So again, it's called the North Star Real Estate Conference. Check it out. We've got uh, links that we'll put on the show notes. Uh, we would love to have you there. We'd love to have you attend. Speaker lineup is coming and uh, that'll be announced uh, shortly. We do have a few speakers already uh, lined up so you'll be able to see that we've got trevor mcgregor will be our keynote speaker he's a master platinum coach so you're going to love this event we are going to just have a ton of fun and learn a bunch and also benefit a great organization as well i will see you there check out our show notes for the links uh so for me you know masterminds i've i've really enjoyed them um, and I've had some of the similar experiences with you or as, as you, so, uh, back in my flipping days, we started a mastermind group or I didn't, I was just part of the, you know, mastermind group and it, it was kind of 
and not saying this was yours uh, at all, but this group was kind of disorganized. Uh, there wasn't really anybody leading the group. Everybody just kind of went around and kind of talked about themselves. And, uh, and then it was like, Hey, anybody got anything they want to, you know, talk about, uh, you know, and we would kind of, you know, maybe get a topic or something going, but it just didn't get wheels. And, and I ended up just, I don't know how long it went after I stopped showing up, but I, I went to probably about three or four of them and just was like, this isn't valuable really at all. I think there's about 15 at the first one, and they're all, you know, flippers. We were all doing a lot of flips. Um, and then, you know, by the time I went to my last one, there was probably about eight to 10 that showed up. And then I stopped showing up. But I don't, I don't think it kept on going uh, very long after that. Um, I'm now a part of a few masterminds. The ones that work really well are the ones, uh, of course, where people show up. <laughs> and that helps. Uh, but the ones that I think are more organized and prepared have have been more successful. It doesn't mean they're always going to be completely successful because you do have to have people that show up. Now, there's a couple of ways you can get people that show up. First of all, just having the right group, right? Um, can be really valuable. Having a group that where people are located kind of in the same area uh, can be very valuable or, or, or close friends. Um, the other thing is having a paid mastermind. Uh, you're going to show up if you pay good money, or at least you better show up because you paid good money for it. So I think those are, you know, the, the, the money part is probably the easiest way to make sure people show up. Um, so for, for me, I, I've got one mastermind in particular I'm a part of, and it's not a paid one. Uh, it's just a group of multifamily investors who we've gotten together and said, we want to have a mastermind. We do it once a month. And the attendance is kind of sporadic at that one. Again, we haven't, we didn't pay for it. Um, we all are busy. We're all doing deals. Um, you know, it, every single one of us has not only our multifamily, but we've got other things going on as well. Um, maybe podcasts or, Know, all kinds of other stuff. So, um, so it's challenging and we do miss those masterminds. Usually it seems like, you know, at least one of us or two of us misses every single month. So, um, so that one's a little more challenging to, to do. So. And um, sorry if I missed it. Did you say, is this one in person or online? So both the, the, the groups that I'm on are, are online. So we just meet through through Zoom and collaborate that way. So um, there's another mastermind. I'm not part of it, but I've heard both good and bad things about it. And I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to, you know, put anybody's mastermind under, uh, you know, give them a negative light or honestly, I'm not here to promote them either. Um, but you know, this mastermind group, they meet, uh, I know they meet quite a bit uh, in person. 
and in, in all kinds of different locations. And one of the negatives about it, one of the positives is it's, it, there's a lot of energy in the room. There's a lot of good players. Um, they can really, they feel like they're getting a lot of value out of it. But the biggest negative is there's too many people. And so there's, you know, there's 30, 40 people showing up. And so there's way too many people. And so it's not really a mastermind. It's more like a meetup uh, where you have presentations, you don't have collaboration. And so I think that was the biggest the negative uh, feedback I've gotten about that one. Now, again, I'm not part of it. So I don't want to sit here and say it's a bad thing because I don't know. But that's just the people I've talked to. I know a few people who are part of it. Um, and that's what they've said. So for me, my opinion is mastermind should be small. It's a mastermind. It should be between, you know, anywhere between about four to, uh, 10, maybe up to 15 people. And I think that's the most effective mastermind. Um, and the, the other first one that you mentioned that you are currently a part of and, and seem to like how many people are in there? That one's, that one's, uh, we got four, four people that are pretty much consistent in that one. We got a few more, but we got basically four consistent people. Yeah. So the reason I, I thought about masterminds are several reasons. Uh, one is I am starting, uh, some masterminds and I'm, but they'll be paid masterminds. Um, I'm going to be coordinating the mastermind. I will be kind of in charge of running the mastermind. It'll be you know online, and we'll offer some other things. You know, we'll offer a Facebook group, and we'll offer several different things. Um, and, and the goal is to basically, you know, what? So I've been doing coaching, and and coaching is great. I love it. Uh, but coaching is not for everybody. So some people don't necessarily need or want that one-on-one, or maybe they want some one-on-one along with a mastermind. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I've, I've formed it. And it allows people to collaborate with each other, allows people to build partnerships with each other. Uh, it allows people to raise money, for each other and have others help raise money for them. I mean, there's all kinds of different benefits from it. It allows us to all have some of the same contacts, um, contractors, property managers, brokers, so on. Now we might not be necessarily in the same market, but we may be no connections and people in that market. So a lot of different, uh, good things about it. It also helps you have accountability partners. And I think that's a huge thing. I just recently with one of the people in the mastermind I'm in, we started an accountability call. We're doing an accountability call once a week and just listing off a few things that we're going to get done that week. And we, we just started this, literally just started this. And we started uh, on Tuesday was our first call. And this whole week, I've been like obsessed with getting the, the things done that I talked about getting done in our, our accountability meeting. And I don't know if it'll continue to be obsessed with it. But I mean, right now, it's very powerful. Like that's, 
I'm focusing on getting those things done because I don't want that call next Tuesday to say, hey, yeah, I got nothing done. Sorry, I'll do it next week. That's not, that's not cool. That's not what I want to do. So it, it, all, all these masterminds will help kind of form a lot of good collaboration if you do them right. I think that's the biggest thing. They've got to be done right. And they've got to be done with the right people that are motivated to stay with them. And I think that was maybe your biggest challenge is you didn't have people necessarily that were motivated to stick with it and that really um, valued it. Uh, nobody was paying for it, which doesn't necessarily have to be a, a thing, but it's definitely a motivator. Um, but they just weren't motivated with it. Maybe they had to travel or they worked from home or whatever it was. So um, the other reason I was thinking about masterminds is because I was, I was uh, reading uh, some Napoleon Hill stuff and he talks a lot about masterminds and I pulled up a quote from Napoleon Hill and with anybody know who doesn't know who Napoleon Hill, he's the author of Think and Grow Rich and uh, several other books, but that, that's his main book is Think and Grow Rich that most people think of with him. Um, he says that a mastermind is the coordination of knowledge and effort in a spirit of harmony between two or more people for the attainment of a definite purpose. No two minds ever come together without thereby creating a third invisible intangible force, which may be likened to a third mind. When a group of individual brains are coordinated and function in harmony, the increased energy created through that alliance becomes available to every individual in the group. Like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's the mastermind that I want, right? Wow. Yeah. Well, and I'll, going back to some of the things I'm doing, um, one of the people that was in our mastermind, our meetup, um, he is the person I continue to meet with on a weekly basis, as cool. which I've called my account, accountability partner. Um, and, and, that's, and that's honestly, that's a mastermind. I mean, it's yeah. a mini, ma it's a mini mastermind. It's maybe two people, but that's all that a mastermind has to be. And I think what helped us to really click is we're in somewhat similar situations in our stage of our business, somewhat similar situations, even in our family lives um, and being, you know, married with young kids type of situation and um, similar goals um, in business. Um, so a lot of things lined up and just kind of mindset and, and outlook on this business uh, you know, a lot of real estate agents get into this kind of as a side thing or right. not really thinking of it as a business. It's just, yeah. oh, I want to sell real estate. It's looks like big money, you know, <laughs> but uh, they don't really think about it as a business. So anyways, that's kind of what helped uh, he and I click well. And uh, speaking of the uh, uh, specific things you're going to accomplish, like you've mentioned in your accountability meeting, um, we've recently uh, come up with a scoreboard that each of us have that are very similar to what our goals are because in the past we would mention lots of things that we wanted to accomplish and they were kind of scattered in in lots of different aspects of the business and i think that was important for that time but now we've narrowed it down to kind of three to four areas 
that we that we work on um, that you can really measure and we can really come to the table and say whether or not we accomplished those things. Nice. I think that's really important. What you just mentioned at the very end is you've narrowed it down now to three or maybe four things and they're, they're actually something you can measure. And that's, that's really important. That's what we did on our first call is we only, we limited it to three things and three things can be too much at times, depending on what they are. So it might be just one thing, like there might be one thing you need to accomplish this week. And that's fine to, to say, I don't think you need to say all those other things. Cause there's a lot of things I'm trying to accomplish in a week, but what are the main things? It might be one, it might be two, it might be three, but and once you get probably over four, it's just too much. Like why you should, you shouldn't have more than four main goals in a week. Um, yeah. Do you have other activities you're going to be doing? Sure. But um, even four is a lot. So uh, that's, that's really important. And then how is it measured? Like how do we know you actually accomplished it? I, that's definitely important as well. Yep. And it might not even be something you accomplished, right? So you, you might have a goal. I, I guess it needs to be accomplishable, but um, it might not be the end result, right? So, I mean, John, you, your goal might be to get whatever, 34 listings this year, whatever it is. Um, but your week goal, your week's goal could be as simple as your you're going to call 20 new prospects or, you know, whatever that number is. And that's pretty measurable. You called 20 new prospects. Now, did you accomplish anything with that? Did you sign a new listing? I don't know, but you got your goal and you know, if you keep on doing that, you're going to start signing new, new listings and continue your business. So. Well, exactly. Um, we originally uh, or previously had talked about, yeah, this is how much money we want to make. This is how many listings we want to take and these different things. But a lot of that stuff, it's not within your control within a given week. So, yeah. so our scoreboards are actionable items that we can, we can take action on. Yeah. 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 And that, that's really important. It's got to be stuff you can actually take action on, not some, something that somebody else will take action on to achieve your goals. It's what are you doing to push you further along the path? Yep. Um, and that's, that's really important for people to understand, especially that are running their own business that a lot of us, you know, you, you expect results today. Um, and, and that's just not how it, that's just not how it is. Like I wouldn't still be doing this podcast if I expected results today. I mean, you have to continue to grow it and to, you know, you have to actually mind your garden and, and continue that, you know, tomatoes don't just pop up out of the ground tomorrow after I plant them. You know, we have to continue to mind that garden. We have to continue to, you know, be patient and eventually we've got something. Yep. That's a, a trait and characteristic I'm trying to teach to my kids 
you got to have patience. So just because yeah. you want something now doesn't mean you're going to get it now. We got to plan and take action and have patience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris, uh, ki kids are like the worst at that, right? <laughs> But same with adults. Adults are, can be very bad at it. I'm very bad at it. Like I want things today. You know, I don't want, I don't want to wait. Why wait? But, you know, we have to understand the actions that we're doing. Are they getting us to that goal? And it can be difficult because sometimes it can be a very, very long road. Yep. So, well, cool. Hey, uh, going back to the mastermind idea, if you don't mind. Yeah. We talked about having the right structure. I mean, I think briefly that was mentioned. So what do you yeah. think is the right structure in a mas mastermind so that it can be really effective? Well, first of all, the mastermind has to have goals in place, right? And we have to have an audience that is aligned. So why your mastermind with you and one other person works really well is because, as you mentioned, you're aligned, you're similar, you've got the same goals, you're similar. You don't necessarily have to be similar age, but you guys are in the same stage of life and you've got a lot of similar goals as each other and same mindset. And so that definitely helps. Like you can't just have a mastermind, in my opinion, of a bunch of random people that aren't in the same stage and, and wanting to achieve very high lofty goals. If, if I don't want people like I, I, I would have somebody removed from the mastermind if they're not wanting to achieve the goals as everybody else is. And so I think that's, that's big is, is, are they wanting to achieve the goals? And then as far as structure goals, I think you really need to set up a structure that's going to help people accomplish their goals. You can do it a lot of different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be one way, but um, having, a, having a topic on hand uh, is very good and, and changing those topics. Allowing people to talk and collaborate, giving people to time. Here's why I think, you know, between five to maybe eight, maybe 10 at the most people is good is because think about it. If you've got 10 people and each person takes five minutes to talk, you've already chewed up 50 minutes of time. How long do you want this mastermind? A mastermind is going to be challenging. It's much more than a few hours, unless you're going to do like a weekend retreat or something like that. But um, if you're going to be meeting once a month for, you know, a two hour time period, and you give everybody five minutes, 10 people, that's 50 minutes. So if we have much more than 10, you've just got way too much stuff being covered by a bunch of people and, and not a lot accomplished. I think you also have to give everybody their turn to try to add value to the mastermind. So it doesn't mean everybody gets to, maybe everybody gets to have their five minutes, but it doesn't mean every single person every single week has to have an additional 20 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is. You can give a few people each week or maybe one person each week, the chance to really add value, the chance to have a topic that they want to discuss and go through. I think the other thing is you have to have a leader and you have to have somebody that's going to be, choosing the topics or helping lead the direction of the mastermind. And it has maybe, maybe not all the answers, but at least has some of the answers or knows where to find the answers. 
The other thing I think is great is if you can bring in guest speakers, you know, just bringing guests into the mastermind kind of here and there, not all the time, but kind of here and there. Uh, and then, you know, if you're doing a, an online presence mastermind, I think trying to set up a time where you, a, a date where you actually can meet physically at least once, um, you know, within maybe a year's time, that would be powerful as well. Cause it's always better to meet people face to face. So I don't think it has to be a super rigid structure and there's no like right and wrong answer exactly how you do it, but I, I, it needs to have uh, definitely some structure to it. it. It needs to have some flow and rhythm and it needs to be pretty consistent. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've really been a part of a really great mastermind that was organized by somebody else. But what, I guess what I've heard is that it can really develop some, some deep relationships, um, you know, business wise and just per, interpersonal relationships that uh, you rely on for, for life. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the people in the masterminds, you know, that, that I'm part of are very connected and we will, whether we've done business or not together, we all would do business with each other. And, and we always refer other people to each other. I mean, you know, I take investors for my syndications. I refer some of my investors to other investors or other sponsors and the other sponsors that I'm referring to are the people in my masterminds. Cause I know, like, and trust them. Right. And I've dealt with them and I understand who they are and how they operate. And those are people I feel very comfortable sending my investors to. So um, that's just one example. Well, cool. Uh, I don't think we need to talk too much more about it. That was probably pretty good. Um, anything you want to add? No, I think that sounds good. So, uh, but to our listeners and uh, viewers, we really appreciate you being there and we'd like to invite you to join the conversation. So uh, go ahead and scroll down. If you're on the YouTube video, put a comment in the, in the show or down below. And uh, if you are listening on the go, uh, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth Creation, and post a comment there. We'd love to continue the conversation there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, John. You have a fantastic weekend uh, or rest of the week. I guess this is going out on Wednesday. What am I thinking? Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon and make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go again. Go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business, and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.